I want to share with us about the next phase of the church. Um, the next phase, um, and also, within my time, still render an account on how church has been, where we are hoping to get to. I like the way you dress this morning. <laughs> you know, so we, 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 I'm hoping to achieve that in, within the next 30 minutes. So please bear with me in Jesus' name. So if you have a topic this morning, it will be develop and deploy your gifts. Right? Develop and deploy your gifts. While just about the time that we had Jesus conference, I was having a discussion, I believe, with God, and a thought came to my mind that Jesus Christ trained, trained his disciples for three and a half years. Right? We have now trained for seven years. Because when all of us started this ministry, most of us were without experience. We started, myself, my wife, Joshua was a baby at the time, and like four other teenagers, as it were. Young, just finishing university, we started. So we had seven years to make our mistakes. We had seven years to learn. So I felt during Jesus' conference that our seven years was now there. That is now time for us to launch out. Are you with me in church? So that's why I want to talk to us about the fact that there's so much God has blessed us with that now needs not to sit within us, but to be deployed. I thought I would get an amen. amen. The early church, this is the nature of it. The early church, after they've received everything they needed to receive from Jesus Christ, did not understand that at a point they need to start de deploying their gifts. They didn't understand that at a point they need to start moving to the world. But guess what they did? They sat down and was, they were enjoying church every day. And persecution started. We don't want to be there. We don't want to be there. What with that church that is dynamic? What with that church that is relevant? Thus far, it's always been about us. Last year, our prayers were, God, I want my mortgage. Now you have it. I want to get married. Now you have it. I want a new job. You have it now. All those things were God's blessings. They were the gifts that God was adding to us. He added both spiritual gifts. He added both that one and abilities to do great and massive things. The jobs that you got, the trainings that you received at the job, you thought it was just for that job. No, it's now time to deploy it. Are you with me? God took you through the last seven years training you for this time. It's now time for us to now go out and do the will of God. Do I get an amen? amen? So our next phase is going to comprise of three areas. Number one, empowerment. God will continue to bless us with special gifts and abilities as long as we keep being relevant. As long as you choose that, hey, everything that God has now blessed me with now, I need to now start sharing with others. It needs to start impacting others. Then you realize that God will keep blessing you with new ones. Ephesians 4, verse 7 says, But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. God will continue to give to us according to the measure of what he wants us to do. Romans 12, 6 says, Since we have received gift that differs according to grace given to us, each one of us should exercise it accordingly. The house that you got was a gift. It's time to exercise it accordingly. Is that okay? 
the husband that you had, when you start having children, exercise it accordingly as a married person. It's now time for us to start opening up and letting everybody come in. It's now time for us to start being a blessing to everyone around us. It's time for us to look beyond church and do much more than church. Listen, we will come to church on Sunday. We will disciple ourselves. We will study the Bible together. We will do everything together. But church is not just this Sunday, Sunday as it is. Our church starts when we leave this place in the next one hour. That is the next phase of the church. And I'm really imploring all of us to key into this. Because there are, you need to understand that there are, there are some things that you need to also know about the gift of God. Number one is that the gift of God is permanent. God does not want to remove the things. It is not the intention of God that he should roll back the things that he's blessed you with. Albeit that it can be suspended, it's not his intention to roll it back. Ask Nebuchadnezzar. He too understood that God can give you a gift permanently, but at a time he was not doing what God wanted him to do. And everything was suspended. Romans 11 29 says, The gift of God, they are without repentance. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14 says that you cannot neglect what God has given to you. You cannot sweep it under the carpet. You cannot box it up. You cannot say it is mine. Me, myself, and I. It's a, it's a phrase I used to call myself, but I realized that it's being selfish. It's not about you, it's about the world. Listen. The people that God will bless in the next phase are those who will make themselves channels of blessings, not dams. Not those who will sit or, or who, will, who will get all they can, can all they get, and sit on the can. <laughs> it is those who will choose to be blessings unto others. So in the coming year, while we're doing this same closure service and we're thanking God, if you are not also in the position of thanking God, possibly maybe because you are trying to keep everything that you have. The second thing there, the third thing that you should realize is that the gift of God has to be stirred up. Every gift, even though God has blessed you with it, will remain dormant until it is used. Your house will keep gathering dust until we start having house fellowship. Because that's the only time that all of us will be coming to your house. And we use our bomb to clean the dust for you. Are you with me? It's about time that we start opening up. Every gift that God has blessed us with is with a purpose. Never forget that. And we have to use it for that purpose. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says, as each one of us have received a special gift... Who's gotten a special gift from God in the last seven years? Look at what it says. Employ it in serving one another as a good steward. As each one of you received a gift, minister it to one another as good steward. The word steward is very crucial. That means you're just a custodian. For everything that God blesses us with, there's a time of reckoning. The beautiful thing there is in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 16. Proverbs 8, 16. Oftentimes, we count our gifts as success. So because we're able to get married, you think you're successful. Right? 
Because you're able to buy a house, you think you're successful. Because you got a car, you think you're successful. Because you have a job, you think you're successful. That actually is not success. Right? Those things are gifts that are meant to propel you to success. But oftentimes what we do is that because we got those gifts, we sit on those ones. We enjoy the gift. Ah, I'm now the guy. No, you are not the guy yet. If only you know where God is taking you to. That's why the coming year is meant to be bigger and better. You cannot look at what you have now and think that's all that it is. God wants to take us to a place that eyes have no seen, ears has never heard, neither has it come to the heart of man what he wants to do with us. What he wants to do with each and every one of us. That is the only time that we are bigger and better. And if that is the case, everything that we have now, the only way we can move from where we are now to where we are meant to be is to ensure that our gift is making room for us. So when you start carrying people in that, you're jalopy. You are telling God that you need a jeep. Isn't it? When your first car, you want it to be a coupe that's just yourself. In fact, maybe like a smart. You're not ready. It's not about us. Tell your neighbor it's not about you anymore. Oh, come on, you can't tell. You see, you can't, you can't even say it. You can't even say it. <laughs> tell your neighbor, it's no more about you. No, 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 no. You're just saying it. I said, tell. What you are telling, from where I came from, your mouth, your eyes, and your hand must do the same thing. Let me tell that person as well, it's not about us either. It's about them. So it's not about you, it's not about us, it's about them. So the animals do the same thing. It's not about you, it's not about us, it's about them. Uh-huh. So we need to empower ourselves and deploy our gifts. We need to look for ways in the coming year and years beyond of sharpening who we are. We need to look for ways of getting better to do the things that we do and sharpening it. And then, not just there, use it to the glory of God. Do I get an amen? amen? There must be seven areas or six areas, seven areas, let me give you seven, or I can give you six, that you must consciously, I thought you were going to give me the two, you must constantly and consistently apply your gifts. Right? You must wake up every day and everything that God has blessed you with, you must think about it that, A, how can I apply these things in these areas? Number one area is that you must learn to apply those things to your personal life. Right? Applying the things that God has blessed you with to your own life, guess what it does? It makes you to be aware of your gifts. So, let's use a spiritual gift, discernment. Right? If I use my discerning spirit to take a decision about a stock that is occurring and it works for me, guess what? It confirms to me that I have that gift. Or it makes me aware that there's a possibility that I have the gift. Does that make sense? So the first application of your giftings, you test it on yourself. When you got a job, your first salary, you do not use it on yourself. 
That's why I always have problems with people that, that save all year round and don't buy anything for themselves. No, no, no. You must at least once take some money and just, I remember once, myself and my wife, we just took 500 that, come on, let's even go and do it ourselves. You know, I felt so proud. You know, when you're walking down the shopping mall and you have bags, <laughs> it motivates you to do more. <laughs> Number two, your gifts, your blessings, you must apply it within your church. Do you know why? It helps you to develop it. It helps you to develop it. Because if I come today and I give Brother Richard a prophecy, and the prophecy does not work, at least between us. <laughs> uh-huh. Even if they expose me, I'll say, oh, maybe you didn't do your part. <laughs> the church is meant to be our testing ground. The church is meant to be that place that we can sharpen each other up. We can develop this gift very well. One of my daughters was leading worship during the week. And you know what? I just felt in my heart that, oh God, if I was the one that was coming after, I was just going to flow into healing service straight away. Because she was able to do that in church and we can see that, oh, she might be gifted in this area. Are you with me? That's what the church is. So if you have a gift and you're still sitting on it, that's why you're still sitting on it. Because you're not even sure you have it. And there's nothing as worse as someone who is gifted and is not aware that they are gifted. That's why they say the graveyard is the worst place that you're going to find different gifts. Number three is that you must consistently, constantly, consciously learn to apply your gift to your families. I of us got promoted at work this year. We got new jobs. Let me see your hands up again. New businesses. Almost everybody came out. Guess what? Did your parents actually feel that? Because they should also be the first beneficiary of that gift. When people get their first jobs, guess what I say? Come on, you give your tithe, is it the 10%? You give God another 10%. Your parents must get that 10%. It doesn't matter whether you are in talking terms with them or not. Send it to them. Because they too must be beneficiaries of it. Because doing it, guess what it does? It validates who you are. It validates those gifts. So you must always consciously, constantly, and continuously validate your gifts with your family. Then, so all those things, you realize that they are still inside and internal. Right? Now externally, your first exploit, the relationships around you. The relationships around you. That's your first level of exploits. Use your gift with them. Jesus Christ gave us the, relationship, the, the, the parable of, of, the, of, of the good Samaritan. While the others had gifts and they thought that the only place was in church, the Samaritan looked at it and I'm like, hey, you, let me bless this person. I know, my time. Your gifts must also not only before your relationships, your workplace is your second level of exploits. You know why? Your work men, your work colleagues, they spend eight hours with you every day. A third of their life is with you. What impact will you make in their life? A third of their life is with you. And you go to work and you are fighting every time. 
you still believe that somebody does not like you. Or this one, how are you impacting that person? Somebody came to me and said, oh, ah, she had this one with your boss. But I said, don't worry, tomorrow when you are going, does, she, does your boss take coffee? Yeah, she takes coffee. Just buy coffee on the way and go and give and start from there. You must learn to exploit your gift in this manner. Your society or your neighborhood must also, you must consciously do that. In the coming year, there's nothing wrong in us being part of school governor boards. You, come on, it's not you, you come, see, listen, how many roles can we create in church? Honestly, we've tried to create a role for everybody. There's no more role. <laughs> now me and Richard will be fighting on top. Don't worry, Richard will send you out as school governor. Go and do school governor. In your neighborhood. Rather than wearing tie and suit every time. Go and do it outside. I'm serious. In our neighborhood, let us get involved in the local politics. Rather than complain every time and saying, oh, this country, this country, get involved. Volunteer in your local GPs at times. There you're going to meet people that's got issues. By the time you, oh, you, you develop relationships, you pray for them. Let us do it. Your local neighborhood. It's a fertile land for, the, for your gift to be used to the glory of God. And the last area that you must learn to apply your gift. Listen. If I pick this paper, this nylon bag, right? I take the picture and I put it on the internet, right? It gives me a global audience, isn't it? Whether I like it or not, at least 10,000 people in the world need this nylon bag that you think is just me. You don't understand. The littlest of the gifts that you have is a demand globally. Are you with me? And as a church, we must stop thinking about everything that we do. We must stop thinking that, oh, it's just us here. Every time we want to do something, as soon as we put it in the WhatsApp group, we think we've done. No, 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 no. We're not for ourselves anymore. We must think globally. We need to expand our horizon in this matter. My brother's wife came to Nigeria for the first time um, when I went to Nigeria. And she was so inspired. She's Caucasian, by the way. She was so inspired that she was like, oh, God. She has to be thinking that she can get a job anywhere. She does not even mind coming to live in Nigeria. Meanwhile, you and I are here cursing that country. We must start thinking like that, that, hey, the world... Is a stage. No more these four walls. It's too small for us. Do that. There are people seated here that somebody in Australia just needs to hear your voice once. But guess what you are fighting for? You're going to preach here. How much preaching can we do? We are more than 52. If you create everyone, you are preach, preach, preach. We can only do one Sunday. You were shouting in the choir, they didn't use you, they didn't use you. <laughs> Get online. Record your own album. Do your own preaching. We have video. Call Tosin. If Tosin does not answer you, come to my office, sit down. The world has even made it very easy. Get your phone out and record yourself. Yeah. Honestly, you need to start. See, one small boy, one small boy thought about it, that, oh, the world is my center stage. Guess what she did? Baby, shark, do, 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 baby. <laughs> as stupid as it is, a 10-year-old boy 
They said he's the one that made money the most of the 22 million in a year, 10-year-old boy. Guess what she what he does? All the, all the toys that they buy for him, he puts it on the table. Ah, this toy is so good. He does this, he does that. Did you not know that before? <laughs> and all we're thinking is that we're thinking so little. We can't enjoy bigger and better that way. We're thinking so little. There's so much in you that all, you know the thing that one way, the, the mistake that we try to make, we try to package and we over package and by the time you're packaging, you get discouraged in the package. <laughs> Don't package. Deliver first. Then we start packaging later. There's a girl in the US that was selling lemonade in school. I hope you read that as well. Lemonade. She makes lemonade every morning to school. And afterwards, she realized that, oh, people were purchasing her lemonade. Spoke with her parents. And now, she's a fast-growing seller of lemonade all across the United States. Biggest people are made now. Listen, we have the biggest opportunity in life as the opportunities that we have now is nothing compared to anyone that's ever existed. You have a global market. You apply for a job and it's only on Indeed. When you can apply globally. <laughs> I rest my case. I pray that God is going to help us in the coming year. In the name of Jesus. We will not rest. You will not rest. Enough of your... We will not rest. I'm like, give my slide. Let me quickly browse through it. I don't know, is somebody inspired or challenged this morning? But it will be foolishness if you hear this word and just leave it. Right? You must go home, at least you have one day, to sit down and think about your life, how you're going to apply it. Me too, I'm doing so. Right? I'm doing so. I'm looking at how I can expand the ministry that God has given to me. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about church. I'm thinking about how I'm going to impact children all around the world. Not just children's church here. Yeah. I'm thinking about how I can be part of other people's lives as well. Those are the things that's going through my head. Not your argument every day. <laughs> I, would, I, I would delegate that to Pastor John. Amen. Amen. Agenda for the coming year, bigger and better. We said that's our theme. And our focus scripture is from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. What does it say? That God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we can ever think or imagine. Right? So, if you want, to, if you want God to do much more for you, guess what you have to do? Think. Sorry, did you catch that? If you engage your mind, God will do much more. If you can engage your mind, God can do much more. So if all you're thinking is, I can move this water, sorry, to this place, and God will help you move it to this place. Right? Well, if you can move this water to the United States, God can take it globally. Amen. Of course, we see, and we're still enjoying some testimonies today of the things that God is doing amongst us. Uh, we're going to, hopefully, um, all the Thanksgiving, this year has been an amazing year for us. 
We had several marriages. If you got married, scream. Yeah. Several marriages this year. We were able to do the children's church, um, at least uplift the children's church a bit, uh, which is a big focus for us in the years ahead. We were able to start the youth church as well. Um, that's in the internal side. We're not able to do as much externally, and you'll get the reason very soon. By the way, seated in front of me is our account auditor. Um, our accountant is not in today. Folake is not in. She's in Nigeria. She has to go and attend to some other things. But at least the account auditor is there. He's the one that if uh, you have any question, I'll call him to the front <laughs> to, to sort it out. Is that, is that okay? Oh, sorry. Okay. So God did a lot for us, and we are grateful for that. Now, this, this um, slide is not for us to sing our praise, but rather for us to be accountable. Is that okay? Most of us, we serve in church. You come to church every Sunday. You give your offering. You give your tithes. It's for us as the um, leads in this church to actually give account of how we are doing. Is that okay? I can come and show you, ah, this, more, this year, we did so, so, so. We did this one. That is not my focus. Is that okay? It's for us to be accountable and to check ourselves out um, and see what God is doing. Is that okay? All right. So we want to see where we are currently. And I want to talk about it from the position of attendance, um, our guests and visitors, our membership, the workforce that we have um, in terms of our evangelism and soul winning campaign. And more importantly, our finances as well. Because from where I sit, all this shows to us how committed are we as a church to the call and the purpose for which God has called us. Is that, is that okay? Um, so in the, earlier this year, we, we migrated into a different um, church management system. We're still trying to get a hold of it, um, and we're realizing that the one that we're using before, the reason why we migrated is because it's actually only designed towards churches in the U.S. So it was not really meeting our needs here, um, especially when it comes to our compliance and our reporting structure to HMRC and um, Charity Commission. So we migrated to I Know Church, which is the one that we use currently, which everybody in church, you should have gotten a link, right, from the admin team. You should have gotten a link. If you had clicked on the link, you would have been able to put your own password. And from that, you'll be able to have an overview of everything about all the messages in church are posted there. All the all your offerings and tithes, you can see your record, whether it's entered correctly or whether they are disappearing. <laughs> and I know they are not disappearing. Amen. So, averagely, this is, uh, even though we started using this early this year, it did not capture in full Greenwich um, attendance. Is, is that okay? And when you look at it, um, you can see that on an average, our attendance in church service is just about 58, thereabouts on an average, while I'm not counting children, discounting the children. And on our record, we have over 120 people registered as members of this church. All right? Um, that brings um, a lot of concern for us as uh, ministers. So we need to see and sit down sometime in the new year, and see what we can do to ensure that. Is that okay? 
I'm going to try to be very fast. So the numerics, 110 members registered, and we're not talking about guests. We're talking about our church members that we know as our church members. Um, average attendance on Sunday is 58. Um, the total guests that we have, so we have two systems for capturing the guests. We have an Excel sheet that we use. Based on the Excel sheet, we have only 30 guests, which I don't think um, is correct. When I say 30 guests, I'm not talking about those that came from Thanksgiving. I'm talking about those that we welcome and we took them outside and we tell them a bit about ourselves and they fill the forms, right? Amazingly, our record says that we only retained about six of them. So this is showing to us how we, all of us, are doing as a church. If we run church for a whole year only to retain six, right? All the songs that we do, everything that we do, if it's six, I think in the coming year we should do better. Do we agree? Do we agree? But the good thing there is that um, our workforce is increasing. This year, we have 34 um, people registered and that have gone through the training. Is that okay? And some people are still going to, if you've not done the workers' training for the coming year, um, Saturday the 5th is an opportunity for you to do again. If you need to do, please see Marilyn immediately after service. I know the one that most of us will like is the account of the church. God has really blessed us this year. Although, while most of us got promotions at work, increases in salary and everything, we realized that our income actually dropped from last year. Um, that does not show too much of faithfulness. Um, you can see that our fights dropped considerably um, with over 20,000 pounds. Um, because of the things that we do, or we had to do this year, when you look at the fund clearing account, which is virtually our savings, you realize that we have to expend all our savings this year to ensure that church is maintained. Um, and we're going to see how that we're going to see the expenses shortly. But you can see that our fight is not as great as it was in time past. But I know that in the coming year, all of us shall be faithful in Jesus' mighty name. There's nothing, the devil has done everything to attack the fighting of the church in the last year. But thank God for people in this church that you do not waver, you do not allow the devil to cheat us off what is ours. Expenses. Um, so let me run between two pages. The next page, you see that our rent takes 45% of our income. So rent this year is 79,355. It is 45% of all the income that comes in the church. That is ridiculously high. Right? And that is why you and I, we have to pray. Eh? If God has to build a place for us, this year, we have to move. Is that okay? Because we cannot pay over about 8000 and we don't have it permanently. Isn't it? Now you can understand why we had to put a hold on Greenwich. Right? Because our rent in the previous year was 45000 But because of Greenwich and the expenses with Greenwich, our rent increased to 80000 Right? Um, not having a place is not allowing us to express ourselves as much as we could do. When you look at the salaries there, you realize the salary, combined salary of everybody working in church is 11,000 pounds, right? I'm so sure 
that is that is even more there's less than your allowance in your own workplace so you should understand that it would be nice for us to actually in the coming year bring everybody's salary to a proper um, level so that while you are sharing testimony we are not swearing <laughs> amen um because it's finance I will want to take one or two questions if you have any question about anything that's written there. Go on. Okay, WEM is like our fight to the central office. Is that okay? It is contributed to the central office. This World Evangelical Mission is like our fight, and that's what they used to run all the mission centers all around the world. Go on. I said two questions, so you better make sure you go. Sorry, come again. The tight. Oh, you mean? All right. So the way it works is very funny. So you are looking at tightening. We are looking at total income. Does that make sense? Because we pay tight on total income, except all those building off free, which is meant to be. Does it make sense now? So it doesn't. So we don't pay 10% on the tight, we pay 10% on the total income, number one, right? And total income is less things like building that is specific for a specific purpose. Do you get it? So if you contributed specifically for Jesus Conference, for example, we're not going to pay where on it, right? If you give specifically for building, we're not going to pay where on it. But your tight, your offerings, your Thanksgiving, we have to pay on them. Is that Okay. I said two questions. It's not me that's laying in church. Continue. Last one. Please. I beg. <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> and he didn't tell me. Hello. Yeah, that's a very good question in which people can actually pick a specific uh, expenses and it's going to be treated as what we call a restricted fund. That fund will be specifically used for that. For example, rent, as we, uh, everybody knows, is almost 80,000. Um, you know, God can lay it on your heart and say, uh, every year I'll be paying 20,000 on it. Every time you put the 20,000, it will specifically be used for that expenses. And that will take the burden away from the church. Uh, now, let me ask you this question. If I'm a contractor, yes. can I do that and it comes out of my, uh, my company's expenses? Yes, it can be done. Well, what needed to be done is that you are not the one contributing. It's your country, uh, company contributing. And your accountant or any accounting firm will treat that as a charitable uh, donation and which will be taken you know, tax-wise, you, 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 you won't pay tax on that expenses from your company. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, two questions. The last one. Do you agree with the last ones? Let me take Rhoda and I'll take you. Yeah. Yeah. But we're trusting God that we're going to buy our place. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to go down uh, because of greenage, but it's not going to be, 
like uh, the previous year, 45, because we pay more here mm. than what we used to yeah. pay in uh, La- uh, yeah. uh, 52, 52 uh, Skyline. Do, do you understand? The 40 something thousand was when we were in 52 Skyline. Now we still have 52 Skyline, we have this place now. And what we pay here too has increased. Is that, uh, sorry, it's Skyline now, as it were. Uh, last question. Yeah. It's actually true representation. Yes, not a fair, yes. Uh, for from my own understanding, from my own understanding, we have like a three uh, staff uh, in the office that can be put on payroll, and um, I know it's only one or two that is being covered with that uh, amount at eleven thousand. The other is just like okay, we, we cover the uh, transportation. It's like most of the staff there work voluntarily. So definitely, yeah. definitely. Definitely, uh, but what what needs to to be done? Will, I think uh, the administrator in, in the office can will create a special uh, direct debit form that uh, the accountant will know specifically uh, the money coming into the account. Uh, this is the purpose for it and how it can be covered uh, on that. Okay. Any any question? No, 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 no more, no more, no more, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no more, no more. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Now, you should understand that um, I had to put it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We had to put a lot of pressure on Pastor, like, Pastor Shiu and um, Folake to ensure that this is done. It's not a complete account yet. Um, we have 10 months before the complete account is made for this year. Right? So if you look at by October next year, you will see all the accounts done. Right? But this is giving us a rough idea, a rough sketch of where we are, as, as that today, is that okay? Um, but I like to render our accounts quickly. So I'm saying in the presence of all these persons present, that they will ensure that our account is loaded onto Charity Commission's website in full before the end of March. Am I right, sir? Thank you, sir. Is, is that okay? So that you can have a look at it. Or if you just want to have a look at all these things, please see me after service and... I'll see Marilyn, I'll transfer, I will send everything to Marilyn. Print the copy out or paste on the wall in church so that you can have, have a look at it. Is that okay? So that's how we're doing um, <clears throat> financially. Um, we can do better than that. Um, like I said, tightening dropped. Meanwhile, our individual income increased. I think in the coming year we can do better. Is that okay? 2019, we're trusting in God, number one. Very crucial, we've spoken about that in church before, we don't waste time too much on it, a bigger and a better children's church. Is that okay? So for me, well, whatever venue that we're getting on the long run must be able to cater for a sweet children's church. Are you with me? We open in the coming year, this is where our bill is going up, we open in the coming year as time progresses that we should be able to have staff in children's church. That are dedicated to this work. I've been saying it forever, right? It would be nice for us to have people who will come in the morning while you are doing Sunday school to be training the children on different kind of music, right? And they can do their production once a year or twice a year. Children will enjoy that. They will love to come to church. They will see church as the house of their father, 
rather than you are enjoying they are just what am i doing there is, is that okay we hope for a bigger and better service and it's our better services and events um our community outreach thank god for warm winters where's my warm winter bag <laughs> all right so we've done warm winters for two years or three years now and it's it's been done to a silent appeal is that okay bobby thank you but because the coming year is bigger and better we want to reach out to more homeless homeless people around us do you agree to that what we've done with our community outreach in time past is that we've tried to do everything from the center from the church and we are limited by ourselves so this time we're going to involve everybody is that okay so rather than it coming from the center already is going to give every as many people as want it not by force at least one of these all you just have to do is do you have the list all right by the end of service they're going to project a list on the wall is that okay of the things that you should fill it with honestly if you go to a one pound shop you're not going to spend five pounds right it's going to be things like toothpastes um little little things that somebody sleeping rough on the road can actually have uh, during this winter period to help them isn't it you can't spend five to ten pounds to fill it if you go to a one pound shop and all we're saying is that help us fill it up with such items and guess just bring it to church next week is that a good one right and we'll appreciate as much as possible if several of us can also volunteer to go and meet this homeless rather than just passing it at least you can have a chat with them buy lunch for them and just talk with them is that, is that okay church is that okay do we have questions about that again the list or I put that list on the GLC platform and it's going to be projected very soon and give everybody this one while I keep talking <laughs> you have a question go on the go from page to continue and I told already this so this year we're giving this we want everybody to contribute towards this right in the coming year we want it to be bigger and better so there's nothing wrong that in December next year, we can use all the money raised from the GoFund page to do a little get-together for them. Do you get it? There are so many people that will sleep on the road on Christmas Day. We're not going to have Christmas service in 2019. We're going to have a Christmas lunch for people. Do you get it? So money like the GoFund page will work towards that. That's why we don't want to spend it. Does that make sense? God bless you. Um, we're hoping for a better missional activity. Previously, we used to support a church in India who has orphanage. But unfortunately, because of our own funding as well, we're not talking about it as much. And especially when the pastor died, right? We're not talking about it as much. We're hoping to do much more of that. In fact, we're hoping to adopt um, an orphanage, possibly in Nigeria or somewhere in Africa, where all of us can be part of as a church. Isn't it? Let me tell you the truth. Committing 100 pounds to a child's life, right? Honestly, we send that child to school for a whole year. Do we know that? Do you get it? So we're hoping to find that and I'm going to approach one or two of us who will be responsible for our missional activities. Don't worry, wherever it is, we are going to Nigeria together. We're going to look for orphanage. That we're going to, you pay for yourself. We don't think I'm going to pay for you to go out there. All right, so the list is up. Can you have my own list back first? Let me browse through this quickly. 
All right. We open for a bigger and better developmental and discipleship program. We rolled that out. And like I said, a bigger and better place of worship. Amen. Amen. Come on. Can I? You bring this back. <laughs> Don't bring this. You bring it back. Let me just quickly rush. Oh, I should not press it again. Okay. Where is it? It disappeared. Sorry, church. We'll be out of here in a... F- so the next few testimonies, uh, Thanksgiving, we're going to do it together. Is that okay? Am I or not? So what do we need to do while it's occurring? What, we need, what do we need to do to be part of it? Number one, move up the membership commitments. So if you are just a guest, we need you to move up. Is that okay? If 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 you're just a regular attendee, become a member. If you're a member, become a worker. If you're a worker, become a team leader. Volunteer. Let all our services, let all our services be put into all these things and just be glorified. I'll move on that. Now, in the coming year, can we actually commit to soul winning? And I broke it down into four things to do. Look around church and pick somebody. You know the same way that you have a prayer partner. Why not have an outreach partner? Why not have someone that you can actually hold on to and say, you know what, you and I are going to commit to doing evangelism. In my heart, I've said that myself and Marilyn, right? I hope I've told you. If I've not, now you heard. <laughs> it's not because we are in the church office most of the time. You're going to be my evangelism partner. And once a week, we're going to go around and just do evangelism. Does that, does that make sense? Why not commit to that? It pleases God. Um, commit to your own personal spiritual growth. Is that okay? When you're at work, you commit to yours, so commit to your own personal development as well. Um, commit to developing your gift for God to use. Like we said earlier, I don't need to go through that again. And also commit to promoting unity and faith in GLC and commit to bigger and better. Amen. <laughs> we'll do a better presentation at some point. Amen. Shall we pray? Almighty Father, we thank you. In a nutshell, oh God, we've said so much. But you know that by your spirit, you can remind us and quicken us. Because your word says, you are working in us, but we will have to do of your good pleasure. We pray in the name of Jesus, that Lord, the little that we've shared, that you will breathe upon it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.